Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special broadcast of Roadmap to Heaven coming to you live from Marquette Catholic High School in Alton, Illinois. I'm Adam Wright, joined, happy to be joined by the inestimable Mike Roberts, meteorologist-in-chief, uh, saint of the day, and now theology teacher here today. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, and those kind words from Adam cost me $10, but I'll be paying up as soon as the show As, as long over. as you pay up with sunny <laughs> weather this weekend, we'll, we'll call it even, Mike. So, Consider it done, sir. Well, let's entrust this broadcast to the Blessed Mother, shall we? Let's. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence we fly unto thee o virgin of virgins our mother to thee do we come before thee we stand sinful and sorrowful o mother of the word incarnate despise not our petition but in thy clemency hear our prayer amen in amen. the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen so you're probably saying to yourself you know wait a minute hold on it's nine o'clock this is when they play more to life why are, why is adam on adam's on at seven roadmap to heaven's on at seven and two weeks ago we wanted to be on at seven on monday morning January 30th, kicking off Catholic (laughs) Schools Week. But then Mr. Meteorologist-in-Chief said, hey, uh, Adam, there's going to be some ice this morning. Mike, what happened? I shot our own event right out of the sky. (laughs) Um, We're going to hear from Mr. Harmon, the principal here, um, in just a second. But so Sunday night, we get a winter weather advisory. We start getting freezing drizzle here just 30 feet away in the gym. There was uh, a... a, uh, trivia night right and students hadn't any trouble getting here but going home was a different story they were falling on the sidewalk they were falling on the even on the grass outside some went down the hill unintentionally in their vehicles mr Harmon drove like six family six families home their 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 juniors and seniors and um well, you we know, did not start Catholic Schools Week here live from Marquette Catholic High School. It, it, my, you know, my dad went to Marquette for one year, his freshman year, that is 1964 to 1965. And if there's one thing I remember from visiting family over here in Alton is if it's slick out, as long as you live at the close to the river, you're fine because you'll slide down the hill. Well, there's no but if you're at the top of the hill, you're out of luck. Th- there's no exaggerating. This is We're way at the top of the hill, and it's not easy to get here when everything is dry. But, you know, you were, you were referring to your father having gone to school here. I think that's one of the most amazing stories about this school, and we'll hear more about this from Mrs. DeCourcy in a few minutes and Mr. Marquette, but you have students in this school who are third, fourth generation coming from families that actually go all the way back to the 1800s, and I'm and not just a few. So that's yeah. that's such a beautiful part of the journey here at Marquette Indeed. Catholic High School. He started at St. Mary's down the street. Just mm-hmm. right down the street and mm-hmm. uh, grew up. From, and he always told us growing up, when I was your age, I had to walk uphill both ways. And, and he then, wasn't then kidding. We, then we came to Alton and we realized it was true. <laughs> well, Mike, we are happy to be joined today by Mr. Harmon, who is the principal here at Marquette Catholic High School. Mr. Harmon, uh, it's good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, you know... We want to learn a little bit about you, but first let's learn a little bit about Marquette because, I mean, I see right across the way here our mission, Marquette Catholic High School, a co-educational institution of the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, offers quality education in the Catholic tradition to families of all backgrounds. Through the Servium motto, the Marquette community is challenged to integrate Christ's message into their lives and thereby carry into the world. What does that mean? <laughs> that is a mouthful. Uh, so I think what sums it up best is to say that we are a Catholic school of excellence. Um, number one being that we are, of course, are Catholic. We're very proud of the fact that we have a priest on campus every day. We're proud of the fact that we have Mass every single week. Um, and we really try and live that message not only in the faculty but in our students as well, that our Catholic faith is important to us. It is everything to us. It is what drives everything we do. But then beyond that, that we are also a school of excellence. Um, So we strive to do the best that we can in everything we do, whether that is serving the community, uh, whether that is in our academics, whether that is in our sports. um, We really strive for the best. All right. Now, you have been principal here for how long? Uh, just just over a year and a half now. But you you go back a little bit further than that. Just a bit, yeah. So I uh, started at Marquette in the 2012-2013 uh, school year uh, as a teacher. Uh, taught here for eight years. Uh, took over as the dean of students uh, three years ago, and then uh, last year took over as the principal. All right. Now, one of the things I'd love to ask you about, um, 
you know, Catholic Schools Week, I was at my kid's school for all school mass, and the father was preaching in his homily. I want you to imagine two restaurants, and they both have incredibly, like, the best French fries you've ever had. And at one restaurant, they're free, and at the other restaurant, they're not. Which one are you going to go to? And all the kids, I'm going to the free restaurant. And he goes, you know, in some ways with our school, it's like that. We have a free option, uh, public schools funded by our tax dollars. But Catholic school has a little ingredient that the other fries, maybe it's seasoned salt instead of regular flavor. salt. We've, flavor, we got, yeah. we got our own distinct flavor here. What is it about, the, you know, Marquette Catholic High School that sets this school apart? So, uh, in my opinion, there's there's two two kind of avenues to look at here. First of all, is with the students. Um, I believe that our commitment to faith, to education, and to success is a huge part of why students want to come here and why parents want their students to come here. The fact that they have the opportunity to practice their faith, to grow in their faith, to learn in their faith. The fact that we have such a robust, um, successful academic program. We have a lot of dual credit. We have a lot of AP. We're striving for the best teachers we can possibly have. And the fact that we have such a high success rate with our students going on to college, whether that be two-year, four-year technical college. Um, there's a reason that people are sending their kids here and that the kids like to come here. Now, as for the teachers, and I can speak this personally, I haven't been a teacher here myself, now being the principal, um, it's a huge opportunity for, for us, the faculty, to, to get to practice our faith, to get to be able to talk about God in the classroom, to get to be real with the kids. Um, beyond that, and this was what really uh, initially drew me into Marquette, was the chance to really teach. Um, it's, it's not that we're just being told this is what we have to teach, X, X Y, Z, A, B, C, but we have that opportunity to explore other avenues in faith that I would not get in the public school. And then I think this is for both the kids and for, for the teachers as well, is there's really a family environment here at Marquette that you don't necessarily get in a public school where I know what's going on in their lives. Uh, whether they want to know it or not, they, they sometimes know what's going on in my life. And, and I think that connection between the kids, the faculty, the staff, uh, and the parents is an important part of what makes Marquette uh, the success that it is. Well, that's, that's wonderful to hear. And uh, last question for you. I, the motto Servia. I know that one because uh, my wife is taught by the Ursuline sisters, and that's their motto. Uh, how do you see that play out among the students? Because that is also a unique thing about our Catholic schools, that we are service-oriented and we are other centered. You know, I, I love that great def definition of love, willing the good of the other. How does Servion play out here? Absolutely. That's a great question. So uh, we have all of our students uh, participate in uh, service hour programs uh, every single year. Um, and a big part of our drive, and this is part of uh, what Father Paul, uh, who's our priest on campus, tries to push for is to make sure that our kids are not just um, getting, they're also giving. That's a big part of it, is that we want to make sure that they're out there in the community showing what we really stand for, what our values are really about. And I think that's, again, a big part of what makes Marquette Marquette is that we're not just taking, we're also giving back to the community. I love it. I love it. Mike, this is absolutely wonderful. And Mr. Harmon, we want to thank you for being with us this morning thank and you. for having us out here to Marquette High School to broadcast live. Uh, if you are just joining us, we are broadcasting from Marquette Catholic High School, where Mike Roberts, who you hear do the weather every day here on Covenant Network, teaches theology. Mike, who are we going to meet next here? Well, next up we have Mrs. DeCourcy, and Mrs. DeCourcy is the Dean of Students. She's the Social Studies chair, but she also has just one of the more amazing um, academic journeys, but also student journeys, but also teacher journeys, <laughs> and it involves her dad. So I hope that's enough of a tease to keep yeah. you interested here, because it, it's such a cool story. And we're also joined by Charlie Fanestock. He is a fourth generation student here. Um, I'm pretty sure folks were still using the the wagon and horse when his great-great-grandfather started. That's a bit of an exaggeration. How many, Charlie, horse, how many horsepower? <laughs> two. Two, exactly. <laughs> and Charlie is also Mr. Marquette, and I'm excited for our listeners to find out what that is. All right. Well, it's great to meet you both. All, all I remember from high school about the Dean of Students is if you found yourself in the Dean of Students' office, it usually wasn't a good thing. But we're happy to have you with us on the radio here today, Mrs. DeCourcy. So uh, tell us a little bit. Mike, Mike was teasing some things here. Give us the background. The background is, is this building is probably my second home. So my father worked here starting in 1971. Um, I was born in 75 and he actually got called away from football two-a-days to go to the hospital uh, where I was, um, my mom was giving birth. 
Um, and this has always been part of our family. So since I was born, this school has been the place that we always went to. It was everything our family was committed to. Um, my dad worked here for 40 plus years. Um, I went to school here, my brothers, my sister went to school here where he was the assistant principal. So um, friend-wise, not very many people wanted to hang out at the assistant principal's house, um, but we had something a little bit different that our dad was here if we needed something during the day. He was prominent as the baseball coach, um, very successful in bringing the first state championship to Marquette High School in 1980, repeated again in 84, runner-up in 88, um, he's over here in the trophy case in the Hall of Fame for both the Illinois and St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. So it's just always been wow. part of this. So when I started to think about going into teaching, um, I was like, this is where I want to work because this is all I've ever known. Um, and so I applied here and got hired on as a history teacher. And my dad technically was my boss. Um, I'm old enough that my sister was actually in my class all four years. Um, and she was a cheerleader. I was the cheerleading coach. Um, so I kind of have just that family atmosphere all around me. Well, that's got to be intimidating at the dinner table. You know, uh, did you do your homework? Yes. Did you do your homework? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, Charlie, I guess the question for you is then in about 10 years, what are you going to come back and teach so that you can be the dean of students someday <laughs> since you're another legacy family here? Maybe, maybe PE. You know, I think that might be more of my, uh, you know, cup of tea, sports. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Charlie was on the soccer team um, all four years, right? And um, an outstanding player. He's going on to play in college at Southwest Illinois College. Isn't that correct, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, like I said, my dad grew up here in Alton. I grew up in St. Louis, so I am not a legacy family at my high school, and it actually looks like my son's probably not going to go to the high school that I went to. He's going to go to the best one for him. But what does that mean for you, Charlie, that you are fourth generation of your family now here at Marquette? I mean, do they give you a key to the place or something like that? I just think it's kind of cool to look back on and see how, like, all my family has kind of been here. And, like, um, all my, like, cousins and brothers and sisters, I see, like, everyone here. Um... I've had like cousins in all my classes in all my school. I mean, I've seen them like I see them every day. I've got a cousin in my grade with me. I mean, they're they're all they're all over the place. Wow, it's it's a family thing, Mike. Adam, you can sit in those bleachers in the gym behind us and look at the wall over here. You'll see Mrs. DeCourcy's father's name on a banner and all of the championships they won, state championship in baseball two times. And But you'll see Maya Steffen. She's a sophomore here. You'll see her great-great-grandfather who coached the football team from the mid-1930s to the mid-1950s. His banner's hanging on the wall. He's in the Illinois uh, Sports Hall of Fame. It's just not a lot of schools have this kind of legacy. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. All right, so Mrs. DeCourcy, you teach social studies now. AP government. But what was your favorite class as a student? Ironically enough, my favorite class was government. Government? All right. Yes. What is it you love about government? I enjoyed learning just how it impacted everyday life and why I should even care about it. And when I tell people what I do and they're like, oh, you're a teacher, that's great. What do you teach? And I always say, oh, I teach government. And they go... Oh, that was my worst, my least favorite subject. And I think to myself, thank you so much for validating my job <laughs> every day. Thank you. Um, but it was something I sat in that class senior year and I was just like, wow, this is really interesting. And I liked how it was something that was going to impact my life moving forward. All right. Now, Charlie, what's your favorite class right now? Government, right? One of my favorites. <laughs> uh, my favorite would probably have to be like uh, chemistry. I really like that junior year. I don't take it now, but it was a. I enjoyed that junior year. Charlie, tell us about your role as Mr. Marquette, because there have been just, what do you think, a hundred of, how long has Mr. Marquette well, I, been? You know, it's it's ironic. It hasn't been as much as you think. So going back only about 12 years is kind of when we reintroduced having someone lead the crowd. Um, and there was a young man named Brian Tomerlin who wanted to get an outfit made and be introduced at a pep rally that I was organizing. And so he was the first, most recent Captain Marquette to come out. And it's just something that has passed on to each grade moving forward. So Charlie is the one right now, and we're already thinking to next year who that might be. So All right. What, what are the job responsibilities for Mr. Marquette here? 
Um, I mean, there's a lot. Kind of, you got to help plan, like, the pep rallies. You have to, like, organize themes throughout, like, you know, football season, uh, uh, for volleyball games, for girls' basketball games, for boys' basketball games, uh, maybe a little bit for, like, other sports, too, if they got a big game going on. Um, there's a lot more to that, too. You just gotta you gotta learn how to get the crowd the run loud. Adam, the role has a highly visible component. No, what's what's that? Tell us about that, Charlie. About the shield. Yeah, the shield yeah. and the cheering and the leading the cheers. The shield, I think, has been passed on since about like for like six years. I'd say his cousin was the first to bring the the shield that we use now, Noah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool, seeing that we could both like you know have that same role. Well, but Charlie's all calm and quiet here, but when he's in that gym with that shield on. Uh, you can hear him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. Is it, is it, we, we, now, we've got a studio audience today. We've got Mike Roberts' second period class here. Now, would you rather all be here listening to us or downstairs taking a test? Here? The, 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 <laughs> unanimous consent here. So does, does Charlie do a good job then as, as Mr. Marquette? Could he get us all fired up right now? Yeah, how would you get, if, if we said we need to be fired up right here on Covenant Network Radio, Charlie, right now for Marquette High School, what, what would you do? I mean, I'd, I'd probably just, like, yell at him and, you know. <laughs> do <I'd>, it, baby. <laughs> go, go for it. Probably have him stand. Let, let's, let's get him cheering here. Go we, ahead. Let's get the blood moving. You guys, everyone stand up a little bit. <laughs> you guys, it's just... You guys, it's just 11 states in the Midwest. You're fine. Yeah. Probably the... This one. Yeah. Here we go. Here we Charlie's going to fire us up. Mr. Marquette, take your, it away. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Definitely not loud enough. People want to know who we are. Who we are. So we tell them. So we tell them. We are the Catholics. We are the Catholics. The mighty, mighty Catholics. The mighty, mighty Catholics. Hoo-ha, amen. Hoo-ha, amen. Hoo-ha, amen. Hoo-ha, amen. All right, I'm stealing that for our next Radiothon. Charlie, we're going to have to have you come down to the studio for that one. All right, now, Mrs. DeCourcy, were they doing that when you were a student here? Or is no, that is something that's more recent. Um, and as when I was the cheerleading coach, we just started doing a lot of crowd participation, and it kind of translated over to what are these cheers that we can take from colleges, other schools. Yeah. Um, so this is one that is that we like to call our own. All right. Now, Charlie, I, I want to ask you this because you're graduating this year. You're heading off to Southwestern Illinois College on a, a soccer scholarship. What is it about Marquette that you are going to miss when, uh, when you're away at college next year? Probably just my friends and, like, everybody I see every day and probably the sports, um, like the relationships I build throughout, like, my teammates. I mean, it's just probably something I won't forget. All right. And, Mrs. DeCourcy, I'd ask you, what do you miss from your time here as a student? Uh, but you never really stopped. You, you've just been here. I, that is absolutely true. I've really just been here. Um, and what I like to bring to the school is the things that I do remember, which are the, all the fun things, you know, dances and themes and the pep rallies and all of the things that aren't actually in the classroom, I think is what you remember from high school. Um, yeah. Because when you tell stories, when you're at your reunions, that's what you're like, oh, remember that dance or remember that game where we rushed the field? That's the excitement that I like to have around here. All right. Well, one of the things Mike has been telling me about as we come to Marquette is that you all have a wonderful choir program here. So, uh, Mrs. DeCourcy and Charlie, Mr. Marquette, I want to thank you for being with us on the broadcast this morning. Uh, and I look forward, maybe we'll have to keep you around and get another cheer going on here before the hour is over. But, Mike, we're going to take a, a little break. Uh, you and I are, but the broadcast is not because we have an opportunity now to hear from this wonderful choir under the direction of... Brett Klaus. He's the theater and music director. And, you know, he's, he's got an amazing background himself, but this choir has been winning awards. They've been, they've been performing almost nonstop since Thanksgiving. So we'll hear from them now, and we'll hear more about the choir itself in a few minutes from Brett Klaus. All right, we're going to turn it over now to the Marquette Catholic High School Choir. A prayer for the gift of wisdom. Great is the wisdom of the Lord. God Almighty, your wisdom includes an understanding of what is fair, what is logical, what is true, what is right, and what is lasting. It mirrors your pure intellect. I entreat you to grant me such wisdom, that my labors may reflect your insight. Your wisdom expands in your creations, displaying complexity and multiplicity. Your wisdom is an eternity ahead of man. May your wisdom flourish forever. Amen. 
All right. We are back. That was absolutely wonderful here this morning. Uh, you know, prayerful and beautiful. And, Mike, you weren't kidding when you said that. You know, that sounded professional. You know, they, they do such a great job. And in all moments of the day, sometimes they're performing in the evening, sometimes in the morning, and sometimes in the cold. Down the street, there's a little park called Haskell Park, and just before Christmas, when it was 19 degrees outside, they were outside performing for the better part of an hour and a half. Oh, wow. That is absolutely wonderful. All right. So we have uh, we have switched out some guests here at the, the table. Who do we have with us now, Mike? Well, we have Lillian Thaxton, and she is a reporter for the Marquette Gazette. She is also on the dance team. She's also a student in my Divine Mercy class. How cool is that? We have a Divine Mercy class. You can't get that everywhere. And Nolan Spiewak is a baseball player. He's also a senior himself and a reporter for the Marquette Gazette. Right. So I thought we'd just direct some questions to, to the two of these folks. And Lillian, why don't we start with you? First of all, uh, congratulations. Tell us a little bit about the dance team. We're going we're gonna to hear more from you later because you're in the radio class, but tell us about the dance team. Um, so I've been on the dance team for four years now. I'm captain with um, Rachel Romerfield, and we qualified for IDTA State at the beginning of our competition season, which usually starts um, December or January. And actually today we have our send-off. We're going up to Springfield. Um, we have a soloist, Amari Hawkins, who is competing her solo tonight. And then we'll be performing a lyrical and jazz routine tomorrow. That is so exciting. Nolan, you, you're, are you practicing for baseball yet? Uh, the season has started yet, but we are doing open gyms for baseball. Uh, anybody who can come out and get some extra work in. All right, what position do you play? Uh, I'm kind of coming off uh, injury, so kind of working back into the infield. All right, wonderful. Now, you, you both write for the, the Gazette, is mm -hmm. that correct? So what is the breaking news this week here at Marquette High School? Because okay. I'm not a subscriber to the Gazette yet. Mike doesn't send me a copy. No. Uh, so actually we come out with issues every month, okay. so we have a broader range of things. I guess for this week, to brag a bit on my dance team, I'd say the state, the would, state? Be our, yeah, would be okay. our big news. All right, and then uh, what else is in the news this month? Uh, we have our hockey team uh, starting for playoffs who won their first match and I believe are going on for their second match today. Okay. So, and the so, boys and girls basketball teams are red hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So sports are going on and hockey, mm -hmm. dance. All right. Yeah. What is um, what is your favorite thing about Divine Mercy class? Because as we said, that is not a class you can take. I, I didn't get to take Divine mm -hmm. Mercy class in high school. I think my favorite thing is Mr. Roberts really cares about who we are as people and not just students. So. Um, Every class we have a reflection, and he just um, allows us time to kind of sit with our thoughts and answer questions about, you know, most of the time it's not even about, like, school. It's about, like, our futures and how we're feeling or if we're stressed out. And he really does care about making sure that we're really in touch with, like, who we are as people, not just students. Now, I, know, I know at the radio station, I've had Mr. Roberts on to talk about Divine Mercy before, and I think the last time he was with us, he had his copy of St. Therese's Diary, and it was literally falling Saint apart. Faustina. Or St. Faustina's Diary. I, I'm getting my saints mixed up today. That's okay. Um, literally falling apart in your hands, and I said, Mike, you, you need to get a new one. And he, Mr. Roberts said, well, I, this is my fifth copy because I keep giving yeah. them away. So, um, you know, I imagine this is an elective course. You don't have to take Divine Mercy, do you? Uh, I think it's required that we take a theology every year. But you got to pick Divine Mercy. Yeah. Okay, so why? Why why Divine Mercy? Why Divine Mercy? I honestly just didn't know what Divine Mercy was, so I guess it just, okay. just Very good. created an interest about In it. that class, it's more of a prayer group than a class, and especially, now think of this, it's your last semester as a senior, and the junior year, my second hour juniors, this is the hardest year of your academic life until maybe you get to college and maybe even including college. So the junior year is extremely tense. I have both semesters of juniors. Then I treat the Divine Mercy class as what St. Faustina wanted us to to do with it and is receive the, the mercy of Jesus. There is a point at which 
Jesus says to St. Faustina, I see if you've been hard at work in my vineyards, rest a while against my sacred heart. Well, that's what we're doing this semester. We do a lot of different things, but essentially when you boil it all down, we're just, you know what, we're chilling out and we're resting against the heart of Jesus because all of the rest of the building fills them with their academic needs. This is a chance to just sit down. All right, now Nolan, what is your favorite class you're taking this year? Uh, <clears throat> it would have to be probably my uh, social justice class with uh, Miss Maddox Wand. Uh, learning more about the Bible and all the different encyclicals uh, that all the popes have written. Oh, there's, a, there's a Scrabble word for you, encyclicals. There you go. one of my favorite things. So what's one of the encyclicals you've been learning about that's caught your eye? Uh, well, everybody had to just do a project over one. So me and my partner, we were assigned uh, Solicito Re Socialis by uh, St. Pope John Paul II, and uh, showing how the different world and aspects, how uh, the third world countries are lower and like not doing so hot as the first world countries. Okay, and so then what, what is our call to do then from St. John Paul II? Uh, I would probably say do our best to try and participate and go on missions to try and help those other countries kind of get back on their feet. All right, I love it. This is, this is, Mike, I might have to come back here and be a student. Aren't we blessed to have these young yeah. people and, and yeah. as our students here? And um, it's just a great student body here coast-to-coast, freshman to senior year. So Lillian, thanks so much. We'll hear more from Lillian Thaxton. She's in the radio class, and she's going to be doing the Saint of the Day today. And Nolan, thanks for being with us. Well, we're going to take a really quick break here. Uh, Again, Lillian and Nolan, thanks for being with us today. We're going to throw it back to the studio for just a few minutes. I'm Adam Wright, broadcasting from Marquette Catholic High School in Alton, Illinois, for this special uh, Catholic Schools Focus here with Mr. Mike Roberts, theology teacher. And uh, you know him from our airwaves with the weather and the Saint of the Day but you're listening to Covenant Network. Stay tuned. A Prayer to Redeem Lost Time by St. Teresa of Avila. O my God, source of all mercy, I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen. Well, we're letting the good times roll here at Marquette Catholic High School in Alton, Illinois. I'm Adam Wright, joining you live here on Covenant Network for a very special live broadcast. We are at a, a wonderful school where Mr. Mike Roberts uh, is a theology teacher. Mike, it's, it's really great to be with you in a different context other than talking about, you know, I think the last time you were on the show, we were talking about how bad the weather was going to be and how seriously we needed to take it. This is a lot more positive. It's a lot more positive. We're free from concerns about snow until maybe the end of next week. and Even that's a bit thin. So we're on our way to good weather and I just want to thank you and Tony Holman and everybody at Covenant Radio for coming over here and spending some time with us this morning, Adam. I do have to tell you, we did get a complaint about the weather yesterday oh, uh, from a listener that who, never has, happens. who has a, an Alaskan Husky and is just devastated that there hasn't been any snow to run around in this year. So uh, we have one petition. If we could get a good heavy right. snowfall. Um, you know, the, Consider the, it done, Adam. All right, yes. As we say, who, who do we have to pay to get better weather? Whatever that would air, be me. No, I, I was going to say cash. whatever airline, you know. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> you go Funny to. how that works. Yeah, it is. Well, Mike, you've, you've got some new guests for us here. We have uh, Mr. Robert Price, a theology teacher, and two of his students, Ania Sneed and Hannah McMurray. Mr. Price, it's good to have you with us today. Um, Very much. All right. So theology, what what year do you teach? Sophomores. Sophomores. Yeah. If I was a sophomore here at Marquette, mm-hmm. what would I be learning about? So currently we're going through the entire Bible. So no big deal. No, <laughs> no big deal. Just a couple yeah, things yeah, there. Just a little hop, skip, and a Easy. jump through the Bible. No, we're going through the Old Testament right now. And then as the semester kind of clicks over, we're going to be doing the New Testament and going through some Gospels. So a whole, whole lot of fun. All right. Hannah, Ania, did he get that correct? Yes. Yeah. He, he, all right, you get an A, Mr. Price, <laughs> on there. You. So, you know, I, I got to go downstairs and see these beautiful brochures and timelines of the Bible, and it's one of those things, you know, I was talking about this with my wife yesterday and why we value Catholic education for our children, because the world is full of complex questions, and when I was a junior in high school, my theology teacher said, let's use St. Anselm of Canterbury's definition of theology, faith, 
seeking understanding mm-hmm. and asking that question why, which is, I, I love it. It's not just that blind, we'll just do this because we say so, yes. but let's talk about why yes. we say so. And a lot of that goes back to the Bible. So, mm-hmm. Ania, I, I'd like to start with you. As you've been in Mr. Price's class, what's one of those things about the Bible that you know, made, made you say, whoa, I didn't know that was in there? I think it would be like Jesus and his journey, like what he suffered through, trying to get us to like believe in him. Okay, I love that. Hannah, what about you? Um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint something because there's quite a lot. So I'd go with her answer. All right. Uh, Mr. Price, in your experience, what are some of the things that as you go through the scriptures, your students really take note of and say, uh, you know, the ones that jump out and start soliciting all of those questions you have to answer. Well, I think it's really cool to kind of find that through line from the Old Testament into the New Testament. When we read the Old Testament, we see these, what we learn as typologies, where we see these symbols of Christ, not only in the Old Testament, and then we see that it comes to a fulfillment in the New. And so I think they always kind of, they're, they're, the response to finding that out is, is very uh, surprising. You say, oh my gosh, I mean, Christ has been here since early books of the Old Testament, and now we're just kind of mirroring it into the new. So I think that's kind of the fun journey that they they kind of pick out of going through the Bible. Yeah, you know, that reminds me of a beautiful chapel. I don't know if you've ever been to this one, Mike, at the uh, Cardinal Regali Center in St. Louis, where one, one wall, all of the stained glass windows are the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and the other wall, all of the stained glass windows are the New Testament. Yeah. And the only thing other than the ceiling that joins the two walls is a beam that goes across, and in the center of that beam is the crucifix mm-hmm. and and to join the old and the new so yeah. it's an absolute wonderful thing mr price what's one of your favorite passages to teach about oh i i love uh teaching about putting on putting on the armor of god because every you know we 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 have a world that kind of is is a bit hostile sometimes and so i think it's good to put on the armor of god and understand that we need to be clothed in that uh to go and face the world you know um mr price i i was just you work in high school for any length of time. It takes a lot to be stunned. But I was mm-hmm. stunned when I saw the work that Ania and Hannah had done. You would ask them to do a timeline mm-hmm. from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Then, um, and congratulations, Mr. Price and his wife just had a baby. Uh, and, and so Mr. Price was out um, on maternity leave. And Ania came by and she showed me this and explained it. And Ania, I just wanted to go back to what you told me. You said, you know, Jesus actually was a nice guy. <laughs> but can you, can you two both just talk about what it was? Because, Mr. Price, you just did such a great job of getting them to, to do something so visual. I wish we could show it here, but it, it, it's stunning. So what was the thought process there, you guys? Um, so at the end of our timeline, I drew Jesus in a flower field with two lambs sitting by him, and I depicted like those lambs as me and Hannah. And in this picture, Jesus was smiling because I think people forget that Jesus was also human, and so he had happy times in his life. And so I think people just, like, they focus more of his suffering, and they forget that he was once our age, and so he laughed, he cried, and he felt all the emotions that we felt. And Hannah, it wasn't just a nice drawing. You guys put together just beautiful art. I had no idea you had those skills. I had Hannah as a freshman. <laughs> um, I can't take much credit, so. I think you should. Thank oh, you. That, now that is very <laughs> charitable right there. That's that Catholic <laughs> spirit in action and, and building one another up. Well, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Maybe if, if we can, we'll have to get a picture of that that we can share. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and get that out there. Um, before I go, before I let you go, Hannah and Ania, uh, what is one of your favorite things about being a student here? Not just Mr. Price's class. We know that your absolute yeah. favorite thing is Mr. Price's class. Must but what, be. What's one of your other favorite things about being a student? Um, I think the people here are really good to me. Well, it's just the spirit and like going to pep rallies and stuff. That's like one of my favorite things. All right. Hannah, hey, what about you? Uh, I really like the lunches. <laughs> you know what? My kids Seriously, are right there with you. Seriously, we have great fries. It's unbelievable. <laughs> One more quick question for Mr. Price. How did you get your students to articulate visually such a complex journey from the Old Testament to the New Testament and, and so beautifully? Well, you know, we're blessed with a student body that has an insane amount of talent. 
whether it be artistic, academic. And so really for me, all I had to do was give them the framework, just a couple pages in a textbook, and they're able to just fly off the handle and do the best that they can. And it it's comes natural to Ania and Hannah and a lot of our students to just be able to put in that time and that effort. So for me, how did I do it? I said, here's a little bit of a foundation, and uh, they just ran with it with their own creative juices and did their best. Well, I'll get some pictures, Adam. All right. I look forward to sharing this. Ania, Hannah, Mr. Price, it has been great to have you with us this morning. I might have to go to scriptures class here because, you know, the last couple times we've been playing our catechiz, when it gets to the Old Testament, I'm getting a little rusty, so I'm, I may have to study up, but um, it, it's great to be with you. Now, Mike, uh, divine mercy, we find that in the scriptures foreshadowed a little bit, too. Oh, that's, that's so true. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So tell, tell us, what's one of your favorite things? In I, I'm going to ask you that. What's one of your favorite things about the scriptures? Because we always talk about divine mercy. Well, I keep going back to the wedding of Cana. And, um, well, we just read from the Beatitudes in first hour, but the wedding of Cana, to me, sums up the whole role of the Blessed Mother. For people who are not Catholics, who don't understand, well, what is the... Well, she is, first of all, It's Mary's yes that allows Jesus to come into the world. But then there's this other moment where the God of all creation creates our planet. We mess it up. He he sends his son to come into the world. There is a plan. He arrives as a baby. And then he himself begins his journey, picks his team. But it's his mother who pushes the start button on his public ministry. And and that speaks to uh, the role that Mary has in our salvific journey. It's not that she's God, but we must understand that she is a part of the of the structure. You know, I, I think back to a time when I was in high school learning really learning what it meant to go from rote prayer to mental prayer and, and to pray from the heart. And, 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 you know, like, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? How do I do this? And going into the chapel at St. Louis U High and just, all right, I don't know what to do. But I keep coming back to this reflection from Pope Benedict. All of my friends are probably sick of this because I haven't stopped talking about it for the last month. But talking about the wedding feast at Cana, where Pope Benedict says, notice what the Blessed Mother does. All she does is say, here's the situation. She doesn't say, please do this. Uh, What do you need me to do? How are we going to handle this? What's going to happen? She just says, they have no wine. And I love the the way that goes. As as you read that, um, she doesn't even acknowledge that Jesus says, well, um, my time's not yet come. They have no wine. (laughs) It's almost like a mother talking to a teenage son, like, uh, you need to cut the grass, but I can't, I have, and she doesn't acknowledge that he said anything. The grass is tall. He's going to go cut the grass. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, we've got some more wonderful guests with us here today. It's time to to dive deep into sports. And uh, is it Mr. Hall of Fame? Um, Is um, that who we have next? Exactly. And Mr. Harmon was telling us to tease you, Brian. But uh, (laughs) Brian Hainer is our athletic director. He's the head of the boys and the girls' soccer team. He's crazy busy these these days because we've had a lot of athletes, thankfully so, who will be going on to play their sport in college. We're about to meet one. But last fall, Brian was inducted for the second time into the Fontbonne University Sports Hall of Fame, where he was a conference coach of the year in 2003-4-8-13. He's also, Adam, in that Hall of Fame as a player, but he came here in 2017 to coach. Now he's the athletic director. And I'd just like to thank you, Brian, for all of the work you do that's so unseen for all of the students that we have. We also have joining us Haley Rogers. She's the point guard for the girls' basketball team. Uh, Parker Macias is the point guard for the boys' basketball team. We just had senior night for both of those teams last week. Those guys went nuts out there. Oh, because uh, I have a question. Yes. I, I, in my position on the basketball team, I was the bass player in the pep band. Oh, nice. So that's, that's what I did. What, what does a point guard do? Because they always say, there's a point guard, the point guard. And I'm like, do they guard the scoreboard or something to make sure the correct amount of points are up there? What, what is a point guard? Uh, well, uh, their main job is to take care of the ball, uh, start the offense, um, you know, push in fast break, stuff like that. So, Steal the ball a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Darker did that last week. Right. <laughs> this is good to know. So, um, sports at Marquette here. What? What do you? How many? We've heard about hockey. We've heard about soccer. We've heard about uh, baseball, and now 
basketball. What, what else? What are the other sports? Yeah, you know, we, we offer our, the traditional sports such as, you know, baseball, softball, boys and girls soccer, boys and girls basketball, boys and girls vo- uh, volleyball, um, football, you know, most of those traditional sports. But we also offer some, some kind of what you would consider maybe non-traditional sports such as uh, boys and girls bowling. Uh, boys and girls golf, boys and girls tennis, uh, dance, cheerleading. Uh, we have a bass fishing team here. So, uh, you know, in, in total, uh, depending on the academic year, uh, you know, it's somewhere between, you know, 15 to 18 uh, wow. t- uh, pr- programs, both uh, boys and girls, uh, depending on the interest in, in those particular. Now, when, when Mike gave us your, uh, your background, Hall of Famer, Missouri, Illinois, athletic director here, soccer coach, um, all of these things. You, you've been around the world of sports for a while. Yeah. When you think about, though, this Catholic difference, because, again, we were going to come out here for Catholic Schools Week, and, and sometimes that makes all of the difference. How do you see that Catholic difference play out in all of the sports teams here? You know, I think it's the way you represent yourself, the way you represent your school, your, your preparation to, to compete, um, your, your preparation to be a teammate. Um, I, I think that the philosophy that we try and encourage our coaches uh, to maintain is to you know be conscious of the the lessons that you're teaching in sports and how you can equate those to life and and, and how you conduct yourself you know we want to make sure that um, our student athletes are conducting themselves on and off the, the the field or court in a way that's positive in a way that sheds the, the right light to Marquette and in a way that sheds the right light uh, in the message of the style of lifestyle that we're, we're trying to live Adam the the soccer team the boys soccer team had a great year um, it was a close call, but they, they lost and didn't advance deeper into the playoffs. But, and I went to the game, but what's, we have a great news source over here in Alton, riverbender.com. It's for this part of the metro area. They do a fantastic job. So I hop on riverbender.com, and the picture they chose to tell this story about the boys not winning was all of our guys out there taking a knee and praying before wow. the game. It I was, absolutely it, love it. It was so moving. Brian, um, you guys are really busy. You specifically are really busy with your, your, your students who have a post-Marquette athletic career. It seems to me disproportionately large the number of kids are going on. Yeah, you know, I think we are very pleased with the, the number of kids that, you know, uh, move on to the next level and go on to play at the collegiate level. And I think there's a, a, a couple reasons for that. You know, I think... Uh, you have to have a couple different variables in order to be accomplished something like that. You have to have an athletic skill set that allows you to attract a college coach to come once you to, to play at their yeah. school. But you also have to have that academic background, and that you know you can't have one without the other. And I think our school, our faculty and staff do a great job preparing our students and making sure that they understand the importance of. Uh, getting good grades and what that means to your opportunities um, in a, in a few years. So I think that preparation from the the faculty and staff allows then our coaches and staff to develop our student athletes and to, and to make sure that they work on their skill set. And the other thing is, as you can tell on the wall behind you, we we play in important games. And yeah. when you're playing in important games, college coaches go to important games. So I think that gives us the opportunity to get seen a little bit more. So I, th- I you know, any from any given year, we have somewhere between you know 10 to about 18 student athletes decide to move on to the next level and that's NCA Division 3, NCA Division 1, you know, Florida, California, right here in Illinois, it just depends. Well, I'd like to ask a question because uh, we're going to have to do a transition here. We're, we are quickly running out of time, but okay. for, for Haley's going Parker and play, Haley. Sure. Um, you know, I remember I, I was a bowler. I, I was on the not on the bowling team in high school, but I remember from my bowling league that a small adjustment you know, if, if things aren't going well, just a small adjustment of one little board to the right or the left can make all of the difference. And in life, sometimes I'm like, this isn't working out, and I think, I don't need to make a big adjustment. A small adjustment could help. What's a lesson you've learned from sports here at Marquette that you can apply, or that you apply to life? Definitely from working with the team here at Marquette, they're so much happier working with each other, and I feel like in a workplace, I'll definitely use that when I work with others. Teamwork, all right. Uh, for me, I might have to piggyback off Haley there, but, um, you know, if all five guys aren't on the same page, then it can be tough to, you know, be successful. So I think, you know, teamwork is just a huge part of the game. And I think later on in life, you know, if um, you know, I'm trying to get a job or something, that I can, you know, be able to work with others. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Parker, Haley, uh, and, and Mr. Hainer, I want to thank you for being with us. We're, we're going to move to our next slate thank of you. guests here uh, as the hour is quickly drawing to a close, Mike. I mean, we told you we were going to have some fun. We were going to have a lot, have a lot of fun. So Mr. Uh, Brett Klaus is with us. We heard the, the beautiful choir earlier today, and uh, what, a, what a treat that was, Mr. Klaus. I, I mean, absolutely wonderful. Thank you. So uh, what, what's the secret to that? Because I used to be a uh, parish music director, and, and sometimes <laughs> it was a challenge to get everybody to sound that good. Uh, let me say I love my job, um, but I swore for years I would never teach high school because it's so difficult. Um, <laughs> you have to have fun doing it, and you have to make sure the kids are having fun too. You and, know, we, and that's how you get results. We were just talking about the teamwork aspect of sports, and that's one of the things I love about music, whether it's in the choir, in the band, in a play on stage. Uh, you, you it, it is a team. It's a family dynamic. And, you know, I used to tell the kids when I would direct that, oh, you know, don't be down if you're just in the chorus, because just in the chorus makes all of the difference between a good show right. and a great show. And right. what are some of those lessons the students learn here? Well, one is, you know, I, I have many hats here. And one thing that I love about the spring musicals, which I think for most high school directors, is that you get kids who do all kinds of things coming together to do not just one thing it's not just the singers and the actors it's the people who design the sets create the sets build the sets uh, it's the students that um, learn the tech aspects that want to do the special effects that do the painting so um, the kids we're doing Peter Pan in the spring the kids that get to fly uh, the kids in the harnesses around so you get every kind of kid um, whether it's artist singer builder um, a musician, and they come together and, and make this amazing um, product. I absolutely love it. Well, I know you've got to go back to the gym here in a minute I because do. we're going we're gonna to hear the choir sing one more time before yes, the end of the are, broadcast. Sir. Mm -hmm. And we do have some other students here to meet, well, uh, Mr. I've got, Roberts. I've got a couple of students I really wanted you to meet. This is going to be Andrew Roth, Paige Bradley, and Jenna Dean. They're all seniors, and they I had them last year. I also have had the pleasure of, of, of their company, at, at, at least with Paige, at an awards banquet. So they're going to be chatting with us right now. It's, it's really exciting to see the kind of leadership that these young people bring to the table, at, literally, because that's where they're sitting. So uh, the first person you're going to meet is Jenna Dean, and then the second is Paige Bradley. All right, so Jenna, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what's your favorite thing here at Marquette? Um, I mean, I think it's just... Um, like what everyone says, the uh, atmosphere and all the people that we get to meet and then um, of, like the gains and everything like that. So def definitely a lot of fun being in the Blue Crew. All right. And what year did Mr. Roberts say you are? They're all seniors. We're all seniors. All seniors. All right. So as you, as you go forth, I mean, this is a big year. This is a, uh, a big deal. What is it that, you, you know, you're inspired now to go out? What, what do you want to do in life? Um... Uh, I, I definitely, I want to go into like business and everything, and I really like real estate, so that's like kind of what I want to do. But, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of like undecided right now. But okay, we'll Paige has a very decided course. <laughs> All right, Paige, what what are you going to be doing after Marquette? Um, I want to do nursing, actually. Oh, that's nurse. wonderful. Yes. My wife's a nurse. My oh. mom's a nurse too. So I'm surrounded by nurses. Mm -hmm. Love She's nursing. going to Maryville next yes. year. Oh, wonderful! Why nursing? What, what? How? How? And how has Marquette helped you decide that? Oh well, I think. Just developing my leadership skills here will help me out, and also being like serve, like a part of service projects and stuff, and service clubs. That'll also help me to um, be a good nurse because you have to know how to like you know interact with people, and they need to know that you're going to treat them well and stuff. So I think they do a good a good job here of like developing leadership skills and stuff like that. And Adam, uh, Andrew Roth. Um, didn't have had a lot more hair about five days ago, <laughs> but he shaved his his. Explain that process, Andrew. Um, not much really went into it. I uh, got the clippers out and, yeah. and went, went to no, town. No, it was for a good cause. It was. I raised about 1100 in the process, and uh, I only did it because me and a bunch of friends freshman year said we'd all do it together senior year. So we, we have this thing called St. Baldrick's Day. Right. And they shave their students, um, raise money, and shave their hair off for money to go to cancer research. Andrew, you're a senior. What are your plans for next year? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Don't know where I'm going. Uh, I want to be a uh, actuary. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I know how busy you are. We can hear the bells going off. Thanks so much for your time today. All right. Thank you.
Well, Mr. Roberts, I think we have time for one more thing before we throw it to the choir. It's we we want to have a little catequiz it's time here for catequiz. on uh, the roadmap. All right, so we're going to play students against Mr. Roberts in a quick round of catequiz here. Uh-oh. And who do we have playing today? Well, we have Roger Zawadniak. He is... Um, he has aspirations for Princeton University. He's in everything, theater, you name it. And he's a sophomore. We have Ava Bartosiak, a senior, on her way to play golf at Ave Maria University. Sean Williams, a junior, who's um, great on the basketball court, but also in the classroom. All right, so sacraments is our category. First question for you, what is the first sacrament that you receive? Go for it. Baptism. All right, Mr. Roberts, that's students one, Mr. Roberts zero. Let's give the wheel another spin here <laughs> and go to our next question, and that is going to be on the rosary. How many mysteries of the rosary are there? Five. Okay, so there are five hey, per Sean. set, and then how many sets are there? You had that too. We're going to do a little four. math. So there's four sets of five, so how many mysteries of the rosary are there? 20. 20. You nice, got it. Right that, is, that is correct. I think we have time for one more question but here. I think I'm 0-4 here. Yeah, you're, you're not doing so hot, <laughs> and you're the theology teacher, Mr. Roberts. All right, commandments. All right. Uh, seven of the commandments deal with how we treat our neighbor. What do the other three deal with? And they're the first three. I'll, I'll give you that little clue. How we should worship God alone. Yes. And just our relationship with God. Our relationship with God. We get that first, then we get that right, so that we can get the other seven right. Well, Mr. Roberts, I'm, I'm sad to say that you did not win oh. the catequiz here. <laughs> um, but we won't, we'll, we'll give you still well, a good midterm grade. Tough. And uh, we want to thank, thank you all for being with us. Thank you. Um, Guys, thanks for being here. As we close out, we're going to throw it to the choir one more time. But I just want to say, Mr. Roberts, thank you so much for having us with us. Um, here at Marquette Catholic High School for this broadcast. It has been absolutely wonderful to be here, and it's sad to say we couldn't come out in Catholic Schools Week, but I'm so glad that we could reschedule. So we're going to pray, all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is, is now, now, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. It has been good to be with you. Uh, Mr. Roberts, we forgot one thing, and we have uh, just a quick second here. So we need to get a weather report, and giving us the weather is... I'm Lily Karenbrock, and I'm here with Rachel Rummerfield. We're going to give you the Marquette Catholic High School forecast. The weather system responsible for the extremely strong winds we saw yesterday gusting up to 50 miles per hour lifts away and into Michigan today. In its place, cold air settles in for a 24-hour stay. However, by the time the weekend arrives, warmer temperatures will be starting to return. Today, we'll see a mix of clouds and sun with highs in the mid-40s. Tonight, skies will clear and it will get much colder with lows falling into the mid-20s. This Saturday, we should see a mostly sunny sky with highs also in the mid-40s. For Super Bowl Sunday, the weather's looking up. It's going to be sunny with highs getting into the mid-50s. We should stay dry and warm on Monday with highs returning to the mid-50s. However, Tuesday has showers and storms and highs near 50. Alongside Rachel Rummerfield, I'm Lily Karenbrock for Marquette Catholic High School. All right, well, it has been absolutely wonderful to be out here at Marquette Catholic High School with the beautiful choir, the wonderful students, the faculty, the uh, pretty good Divine Mercy uh, teacher, <laughs> Mr. Mike Roberts, and I want to thank you for having us out here. You've been listening to a special broadcast of Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. We are so proud to be part of the Catholic Church in the Diocese of Springfield, the Diocese of Belleville, the Archdiocese of St. Louis, Jefferson City, Springfield, Cape Girardeau, and beyond. And we celebrate all of our Catholic educators and all those who work to spread our Catholic faith. Until Monday morning, when I'll be back with you on Roadmap to Heaven at 7 a.m. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. And I'm Mike Roberts. Adam, thanks for being here, and thank you all for listening. And thank you for being with us today. And do not forget to pray your rosary today.